This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. I'm Simone Cesiaris. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Monday, the 9th of August. In your Squiz today, farewell Tokyo, more COVID lockdowns, gaining ground in Afghanistan, and applying to live on Mars. This is your Squiz today. It was a long wait for the Olympics, Claire, but just like that, it's over. After more than two weeks of events, the Games officially wrapped up last night with sailing gold medalist Matt Belcher carrying the Aussie flag at the closing ceremony. We ended up sixth on 46 medals, 17 of those gold. Taking out the top spot was the US, followed by China and the hosts, Japan. It's been a pretty incredible couple of weeks, but this year's Olympics definitely had its quirks. It sure did. And look, our athletes put in an equal best performance in terms of medals won. So on that front, it's been very successful. Uh, It's also been very successful when it comes to how Australia has received the Games. Uh, Very quirky, as you say, lots of things going on uh, to make sure that it was COVID safe. And so far, it seems that organisers have prevented the Games from becoming a super spreader event. Uh, That was something that locals really feared. But it's cost the Japanese government twice as much as they wanted to pay. It's up in the $15.4 US billion range. They had pitched it at about $7.5 billion. And what Australian Olympic Committee boss John Coates says is that they built very, very beautiful Mm. venues that were probably the best ever produced Produced for an Olympics and no one was able to go and enjoy them, which is a real shame. Uh, but yeah, those Aussie audiences really loved it. According to data, uh, almost 20 million Australians have watched Seven's coverage of the Games over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it definitely provided some much needed entertainment, especially for those in lockdown. A particular highlight, Claire, was the Boomers winning bronze in the basketball on Saturday. There were tears as soon as that final buzzer went off and emotions are still running high. It's just impossible to see that footage of Patty Mills and Joe Ingalls and the team uh, come around each other as they won bronze. Uh, What they talked about is a 40-year effort uh, for our basketballing blokes to get on the podium. Uh, And he talked very, very graciously about the efforts that the current team have made to make sure that they understood the history uh, of the boomers and also what it meant to have a positive culture around them in the present. It was really just very, very touching and everything that the Olympics are about and everything that Australia seemed to need at the moment with COVID and lockdowns and all of that blur. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're like us and you're not ready to move on from the Olympics, I've popped a link in your episode notes to the best photos from the Games. Some pretty incredible moments there to relive. And the good news is the Paralympics is just around the corner. It starts on the 24th of August. There were plenty of COVID updates over the weekend, Claire, as cases continued to climb and more areas went into lockdown. Yeah, New South Wales recorded 581 new local cases and six deaths on the weekend. Uh, Penrith, which is a big area to the west of the CBD, is under harsh new restrictions. Officials are very concerned about new cases that are popping up there. Also, the regional centre of Armidale is under a snap lockdown. They recorded three cases there. Uh, What Premier Gladys Berejiklian says is that Sydney and surrounds could see 
restrictions eased when vaccinations go up to 50%. Uh, So that's certainly something that's being discussed at length at the moment. Uh, Moving to Queensland, the southeast corner is out of lockdown, but Cairns and Yarrabah uh, is under lockdown after a taxi driver there tested positive. Officials are very worried that he might have spread that virus unknowingly. Uh, also looking at Victoria, it remains under lockdown with 11 new cases yesterday. They're really focused on getting young people vaccinated with the AstraZeneca vaccine. Yeah, state and territory leaders again emphasised how important it is to get vaccinated. Yesterday, Health Minister Greg Hunt said the Moderna vaccine, which is an mRNA vaccine, so similar to the Pfizer jab, is in the final stages of approval. Back in February, Claire, former Liberal staffer Brittany Higgins, went public with allegations that she had been raped by a colleague in Parliament House. On Friday, Bruce Lerman was charged with sexually assaulting Higgins. It's something he denies and says he'll defend when the case goes to court in September. Yeah, there's been a big build-up to that, of course, and a lot of scrutiny on him being charged. Uh, He was publicly named yesterday. Uh, Higgins, as you say, went public in February, and what ensued was a range of inquiries, lots of reviews about the way uh, staff are dealt with in Parliament House, particularly when they have an allegation, uh, whether it's of bullying and harassment or something more serious like assault. Uh, There's still a long way to go of course in that trial but the maximum penalty for that sort of offence in Canberra is 12 years in prison. As you said Claire a range of inquiries were launched in response to Higgins claims and among them is a review by Sex Discrimination Commissioner Kate Jenkins looking at the workplace culture at Parliament House. That report is due in November. Looking overseas now, the Taliban has captured large parts of the countryside in Afghanistan in recent weeks after the US and other countries began withdrawing troops. Now, Claire, the Taliban has claimed it's taken control of five regional capitals since Friday. The main one that's getting a lot of attention is Kunduz, which is in the north. It's at a strategically important place because it's a gateway to a lot of mineral wealth. It's also uh, that window into Central Asia. Uh, What government troops are trying to do is to rally and take those cities back. Uh, They might get some air support from the US government, but keeping in mind the last of the US troops will leave by the 31st of August. There's not a lot of time. There have also been reports of fighting in other cities, including Herat in the country's west. We took a look at Afghanistan's history and the current crisis in the country in a squiz shortcut. A link is in your episode notes. NASA is aiming to get astronauts to Mars in the 2030s, Claire, so still a little while away, but it hasn't stopped them from preparing humans for life on the red planet. No, they've got lots of homework to do if they're <laughs> going to make that a successful voyage. And look, oh, it's probably not my thing. I'm quite happy with six weeks <laughs> lockdown. It's probably going to go a little bit longer here in Sydney, but the idea of living in a bubble in the Houston headquarters of NASA uh, in a space that replicates the conditions on Mars probably isn't my thing very much. Uh, What they're doing is advertising for four people to go into that bubble. It'll be an area that's about 160 metres squared and they're going to put them through their paces. 
Yeah, I don't know if you'd make the criteria, to be honest, Claire. There's some pretty strict <laughs> rules for those applying. True. That's very true. I might, even if I wanted to go, I probably wouldn't be picked. That seems to be the way. They want someone with a master's degree in science, engineering, maths, or someone who has pilot experience. And they want someone aged between 30 to 55 in good physical health and with no dietary issues. If that's not enough, they don't want anyone prone to motion sickness. So basically astronauts. Yeah, probably not me. (laughs) Squiz the day, Claire. A few birthdays today. Actress Gillian Anderson and actor Eric Banner share a birthday. They'll both be 53 years old today. And it's also actress Anna Kendrick's birthday. She turns 36 years old. And it's Book Lovers Day. So if you want to sit down and turn the page, that's what's happening today. You can do it with the cover of an official day. I've got a few books piling up on my bedside table, so a good excuse to get cracking on those. (laughs) Before we wrap up, today is the final day of the Tokyo Sprint. It'll play straight after this, so stick around for that. And if you're at risk of withdrawals with the Olympics done and dusted, we have a daily sports news podcast called Sport Today. If you like sport, you can check it out on your favourite podcast app or via the link in your episode notes. That's all from us. We'll catch you again tomorrow.